When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh boy, it is February 23rd, 2023. I am your host today, Rob Coakley. I was supposed to be joined by Eric Bimefor, but as we continue to learn, he has the weakest immune system in the United States, possibly the planet. So myself, at King Coakley on Twitter, Rob Coakley, is going to draft his very first drafter's best ball team, beat all of you plebs, and we will uh, we'll draft a winning best ball team in February. How about that? All right, so here we are. Degenerate sickos drafting best ball teams in February, and it still makes me laugh. It'll probably make me laugh for the rest of my life that we're drafting teams this early. Um, once again, you're stuck with just me today. We are going to draft off of drafters, as you can see on the screen, and we're going to jump in their five dollar, um, their $5 drafters best ball championship. And if you're unfamiliar with drafters, the difference for them is they are cumulative scoring. So you have a little bit of a different strategy with them. So I'm going to hop in right now. We need seven people before this draft fills. So if you are so inclined, let's draft together. Now I haven't personally drafted on drafters yet this year. So we are going to be talking through this on a first time basis looking at some of the ADPs there, seeing what's going on. Uh, I will definitely readjust the size of this screen so that people can see. And for those audio listeners that are listening to the soothing sounds of my voice, I'll make sure that we are talking about what's on the board, who we drafted, what our strategy is going to be, because it's a little different than what we do on Underdog. We, again, are doing cumulative scoring. So... Zero RB is a little bit tougher of a concept to accomplish here. We don't have time to wait for people to emerge from the backfield. We need people to score points right away. So it's really more of how are you going to balance your roster in terms of that. So I'm excited to do the drafters draft because I've done some of the underdog big boards. And this always makes your brain kind of flip once you're going to a different scoring system. And that's the great thing about drafters. It's also a full point PPR on drafters. So you get that as well. And I enjoyed their playoff best ball contest with the cumulative scoring. 
it made it a little bit easier to take some of the bye week teams because yes, you're losing them that first week, but it's cumulative scoring. So if you think that Kansas City and Philly are the way to go, and which they were, then you're still going to get three weeks out of them as they draft later. So while we are waiting, let's talk about Eric Bimefor's weak immune system and how he just he needs to he needs to drink more fluids, probably, to be perfectly honest. How many are we waiting for right now? I don't know how to tell. Looks like we're still waiting for about seven or six. So come in. Let's let's draft together. Let's do some drafting. Um, full disclosure, I don't even know what their ADPs look like right now. So it's going to all be a shock. I wanted to come into this pretty raw for the first one. So you get like a natural reaction. I didn't want to jump in, do a couple of these drafts before we did it. I like to see my first draft of the year on drafters. And then I can go back and be like, oh man, look at what we were doing there. What a terrible idea it was to draft Robert Woods in the second round as he gets released from the Titans. Just kidding. We would never draft Robert Woods. We are smarter than that, aren't we? Not in the year 2023. But what we were talking about on Tuesday was the running back position and how Nervous that position makes us right now because of the uncertainty. We're waiting to see where some of these rookies go. A ton of these guys are free agents. So an underdog, we did draft two running backs a little bit early because we liked Travis Etienne the way where he was going. We liked some of the rookies. I think we got Karen Williams, if I remember correctly, off the top of my head. And we were happy with that, but I think you have to almost make that strategy happen a little bit more on drafters. Again, you need those points right away. What are we doing with these tight ends? What are we doing with these hero QBs? That's the stuff we're looking at. And I want to talk through it as we draft. So we need you guys to hop in and draft with us. We are waiting. We're waiting on five waiting on five to jump in this draft so that we can start drafting and what i will do is i will put out the bat signal on discord to see if anyone is looking to draft right now if there's anywhere that you're looking for sickos to talk best ball make sure you're in the spike week discord they are always down to draft we are <laughs> talking best ball 24 7 365 days a year i'm not even talking half the time i'm just watching the chat develop seeing some of their strategies occasionally i'll jump in and i will throw some of the things that i'm thinking about in there but i just really like to watch the discourse i guess that's why it's called discord between others that are doing this so early um and then it's fun to reflect on it like four months down the road where we're like oh this is what we were talking about then so yeah, I see people in the Discord jumping on. But let's go ahead. Let's let's throw out our own message. And that's what we're going to do. If you are in the chat, I got I got Al in the chat. Thank you Al for joining us. If you're in the chat, are you hopping in? What what is your pre-draft thought process are you drafting a bunch of teams are you 
going to be taking it a little bit easy until kind of free agency and the draft happens. I'm probably going to do exactly around what I did last year, which was I didn't go too hard, but I wasn't like I only had two or three teams. I think I had like 30 big board teams or something like that. So I'll probably have 30 teams, 30 to 50 teams between the two, between drafters and underdog before the before free agency and the draft happens um yeah so that that's kind of like my strategy i don't want to go too hard but i want some bullets in the chamber on these tournaments i think there's some real value on some of these guys and famously super famous because you know to me i am one of the most famous guys on the planet i drafted some players like with pretty high exposures and i think it's even easier to do in these tournaments so i i might have like close to 100 percent on certain guys if i find like real value on them um uh, got sir is it shibi sheeb shibe shub in the chat he jumped in he's going to be in this draft and we have b kurt saying that they're pounding drafters until dk launches likely mid-may yeah, I mean, I'll be pounding both drafters and DK. I just, I really want the DK interface to change, but we know it's not going to. It's just like a miserable experience drafting on there, even though, God, I thought I, I thought I had an edge on there last year, but I did a lot better on Underdog than I did on DraftKings for full disclosure. So maybe I don't quite have the edge that I thought I had over on DraftKings, but yeah, I will, I mean, I'm not going to not play DraftKings, right? It's, it's a lot of fun to do those in terms of like the players that you can get. It's just like the drafting experience is slightly miserable as you're doing it on DK, but you can really build some teams, especially if you're like us sickos that are doing like zero RB builds and stuff like that. You are kind of able to do whatever you want. Weirdly, the running backs get pushed up over there some. It's it's a little crazy. Let's see what we got going on right now. We need two more. We just need two more of you to jump in, and we can start drafting on drafters. And you can say, I drafted on the 223-23 stream that Rob won first place in the early best ball championship on drafters. It's only $5. $5 to come lose to me. That sounds like a deal. Like, Usually you have to pay at least $10 to lose to me. A lot of times 25 when I get real crazy, a $250 buy-in. This is a $5 buy-in. And you could say, hey, I I contributed $5 to watch Rob win yet another tournament, even though he's never won a best ball tournament. But it's okay. We're going to win one this year. We're going to ship one. We did come in 74th in the best ball mania championship two years ago. And... I'm never going to let you uh, stop hearing the end of it because I still consider myself the 74th best best ball player on the planet. So two left to go on this. I'm going to be interested to see what's going on at tight end when we're drafting. It's really interesting in the terms of like how much of a gap Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews have on underdog. So I want to see if they're still maintaining that same gap on drafters. I assume they are. And, man, it just feels like punting tight end is the way to go this year. I don't like Kelsey at four. 
like four or five, like that's where around where he's going. And I feel so rich to do that. And it's even hard. And then like, if you want Mahomes, you have to grab Mahomes in the second round. So you're talking about locking your onesie positions for that Kansas city stack with, I think he's going to be 34 this year, a 34 year old Travis Kelsey. And I don't usually worry about age too, too much, but when we start getting into 34 years old, um, that's when my check engine check engine light came on. Never mind a pro athlete who's getting hit every other day. So it's it's a little bit scary to be taking a 34 year old tight end in the top five picks in these drafts. So, all right, everyone, we just need two, just need two, and you can draft on stream. Dumb streamers drafting on in. Not on. You wouldn't draft on a month. You were drafting in February. It's crazy. We are sickos. We are absolute sickos to be drafting this early, but this is what we do. We love it. And uh, there truly is no offseason. You're drafting best ball teams before NFL free agency. You're drafting them before the NFL draft. Then you're drafting post-draft. You're getting your real drafts. Then you're done, and you think you're done for the season, and oh, there's resurrection drafts. Oh, the resurrection drafts are done. Time to start pounding those, those um, playoff drafts. It just doesn't stop. You get like three weeks off and it's during the NFL playoffs and you just get to sit there and try to hope that you uh, ship one of these tournaments. And I'm having more fun doing best ball than I am DFS. I'm trying not to talk too much strategy stuff because, again, I am... This is going to be my first drafters draft. So I kind of want to talk through it as we do it. We need one more person. That is it. One more. We got Felix in, right? We're going to have a lot of fun. Felix, former DK champion. I'm sure he's still firing on DK. Felix, who must be excited that he can get Najee Harris in the fourth round. I'm going to be honest. I don't hate fourth round Najee. Like, I don't like first round Najee. Probably don't like second round Najee. Maybe not even third, but fourth round Najee Harris right now feels like kind of a value. Not someone I'm going to be like super overweight on. Feels gross saying, but here we are talking about fourth round Najee Harris. Some of these ADPs have come to where we think they should be. And people are, and he's only going to be in his third year. So it's not like you're like looking at a guy that's too old. Felix is going to have 115% Najee. I mean, I don't blame him. Fourth round. Got to do it, right? Especially if he won you a million dollars. I'm going to be honest. If Najee Harris won me a million dollars, I would probably have him in 115% of my teams as well, to be perfectly clear. Just being transparent. We... uh we back the horses that get us there, right? And if he's allowing me to jam multiple, multiple teams. Let's let's talk about this real quick before this gets started. Uh, it's a conversation I want to have a little bit more. And everybody is going to be different on this. We all have certain bankrolls and different bankrolls. Are you looking at firing a lot of, with your bankroll, whatever you're doing, are you looking at, playing some bigger buy-ins this year are you looking at just trying to max out certain tournaments 
I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do here in terms of that. I really enjoy some of the bigger buy-in stuff, and I'm wondering if I want to reduce some of my action in other areas, some of the bigger tournaments, maybe not max them like I normally would, so that I can fire some additional um, of the bigger buy-in stuff. So that's kind of the things that I'm going to be thinking about. Where are we? All right, so we get the eighth overall pick here. Let's see who's in this. Over the Rhine. Is that you, Al? We got the Bengals avatar. Three-putt G. I see Updog. I see Felix. Look at this. I am. It's me and someone named the Wizard that are the two that have not drafted any of these yet. I am the rookie in this. And the board is about like what we thought it would be on their ADPs right now. We see Justin Jefferson. McCaffrey is over Jamar Chase here. Then we got Kelsey, like we were talking about in the fourth. Cooper Cup at five. Tyreek Hill, Eckler, Diggs, Devontae Adams. Um, oh, interesting. Patrick Mahomes is ahead of Josh Allen here on their board. So that's kind of interesting. And Jalen Hurts is the number one overall quarterback here. I mean, I get it. I don't know if I'm going Mahomes over Josh Allen in the second round. That might need some course correction going forward. Um, do I need to zoom in a bit? Does this help? Let's do this for now. I haven't drafted on drafters on stream in a while. Let me know if you guys can see that. If not, we can adjust some sizes. I do like features like this on sites where you can click a button saying that you're ready. Let's draft. I mean, it's always going to be hard to get 12 people to click that button. And we got six seconds left. But, you know, features like that, I like it for poker tournaments, too, when you're on break and there's only like four of you left and you don't really want to take that break, right? Like, let's get this going type of deal. So... We're going to be looking, let's see, who is eighth overall usually? Stefan Diggs. I don't hate going Diggs if it comes to that. We see J Jamar Chase shockingly goes to over the Rhine, who has a Cincinnati Bengals avatar at the 101. Good for you. Get your guys. Never going to, never going to knock somebody for getting their players. I especially like getting Jamar Chase on drafters if we're going to be saying that he's going after Jefferson and McCaffrey. I was kind of talking about getting a lot of McCaffrey on underdog and on this year based on the fact that he's going third over those guys and you can kind of up your exposure to him a little bit if you're grabbing him occasionally as the first or second overall pick. So I don't mind doing that. McCaffrey goes third. We see Jefferson McCaffrey go. McCaffrey, people are a little nervous about him with Elijah Mitchell going to be healthy. I'm not. I just think that even 80% McCaffrey workload or 75% workload for McCaffrey on that 49ers team feels really, really good. I know the Purdy injury is a little scary based on the fact that we don't know what we're going to get from Trey Lance if he's the quarterback there, which it's feeling like he might be. But still, Christian McCaffrey. All right, so we see Eckler on board. We saw Diggs go five cup, Tyreek Hill. 
So we can be looking at like Devontae Adams, AJ Brown, Austin Eckler. Eckler is scary. I just feel like they still want to bring a guy in there to get some of the work. Um, we started with a Devontae Adams team. Ugh, I don't know if I want to do it again. It just feels right, though. Devontae Adams. I mean, I really like A.J. Brown. You know, let's have some fun. Let's draft A.J. Brown in the eighth spot. Probably better to go Devontae Adams there, especially in the full point PPR. But let's just mix it up a little bit. We'll grab A.J. Brown. We'll see what we can get on the turnaround here. Maybe we'll be looking to stack. Felix is maxing BBM4 in the DK Millie, then going hard at the big dog. Yeah, I mean, you have the bankroll to do it. I totally understand that. Um, I'll probably max BBM4, and I will probably fire a couple bullets at the big dog. Maybe like four, four to eight bullets at the big dog. I don't know if I'll max the DK Millie even though it's probably going to be $5 again, I would assume they're going to go for something like that. I, I don't hate the idea. It's just, if I do a hundred entries, right. Instead of 150, that's one more big dog team that I can do. If I'm just really like trying to limit my bankroll on what I'm doing there. So we see a little bit of a running back run go at the end of the first round with Eckler at 10, Barkley at 11, Jonathan Taylor at 12, and Bijan at 13, which is not terrible, right? And we see a Monroe go before CD Lamb, which I don't hate. CD is a guy that, man, he just, his ADP is just going to stay where it stays, which is right at that end of that first, early second, and it's fine. It always feels like he should be a little bit lower. He doesn't. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to stack A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts. Let's just do it. Let's do the Hurts-Brown stack and grab a quarterback early, see what kind of build we can do here with an early quarterback. It's a little bit scary, especially in this cumulative scoring stuff where where I kind of want wide receivers and RBs if it makes sense, but I do like Kenneth Walker. He would have been fine. There's some wide receivers, T Higgins of course. But I think I want to grab Hurts and I'm probably only looking to add one more quarterback now. Um, is this a 20 rounder? It is just want to confirm that. So now we, we don't have to worry about the quarterback position for a while. We already were not going to worry about tight end really, unless we see some screaming value and cumulative scoring. So a quarterback that has like a floor of 20 points every week is a pretty big deal. (laughs) Like it's, we're looking to score the most points in a gigantic tournament and you know, we might get a little bit of an edge with a Jalen Hurts who, you know, is looking at like a 20 to 40 point window most of the time. And quarterbacks have been pushed up. We see it right here. We see Hurts, Allen, Mahomes go all in the second round. And these are clearly the top three quarterbacks. But not even just them. We've seen some of the other quarterbacks get pushed up. So I don't hate taking these guys occasionally. I just don't think my exposure is going to be 
super duper high on them maybe a little over the field but nothing crazy like obviously i'm not getting 50 percent Mahomes again this year so yeah alice saying that most of these contests will fill before dramatic adp changes can happen definitely a time of year to take big stands and i agree i think this is a I'm I'm down for taking stands any time of the year, especially if it's something that you think that you see that is a gigantic discrepancy. I had three guys like that last year, and I hit. I would say I hit on two of the three, and I was very happy to be overweight on those guys throughout the season. And if you think you can diagnose that, I'm not saying it's everybody. Um. I do like Breeze, but we are worried about the injury still a little bit. Uh, Damian Harris is probably going to be moving on from the Patriots. So why don't we kind of put our money where our mouth is. Let's grab Ramondre, and we will get a running back here. So we have Hurts and Brown for our stack. We're grabbing Ramondre Stevenson in the third round for the Patriots, who should be a better offense this year. If they find some wide receivers, since they're not going to have any on the roster right now, other than Tyquan Thornton, uh, but Billy, bringing Bill O'Brien in and kind of allowing Mac Jones to have some stability at this point, once he starts working with Bill O'Brien, we would think. I don't think Bill O'Brien's going to be leaving for a head coaching job anytime soon, so you might see Bill O'Brien as the OC there for a few years, maybe implement an offense that works a little bit more for Mac Jones. And maybe he's not going to be a huge fucking baby this year. I don't know. Mac Jones seems, ooh, as we're, see how upset I get about how big of a baby Mac Jones was? Yeah, gigantic baby last year. I mean, yelling here and there, I like passion, but you can't be the guy that rolled your ankle, got pulled off the field crying, and then you complain every five seconds on the field. So maybe some growing up for everybody in this offense. Um, but Ramadre is going to get a healthy, healthy share of that backfield as long as he stays healthy. So, you know, the third round makes you blink based on where you were getting him last year as he was shooting up the board throughout the year. Still was like, I don't remember, eighth round by the time it was all said and done. We see the wizard going RB heavy over here. Um... Oh, I was looking at Amari Cooper here. So all this being said, wow, we are going to, we're going to have a team here that's going to be a little bit unique for us, for sure. Uh, I kind of looking at, do I want to grab DeAndre Swift here or do I want to grab DJ Moore? Um, you know what? Let's let's grab DJ Moore. Let's grab a second wide receiver. I do like Swift a lot. I would have been fine taking Swift, but let's grab a second wide out. Let's get DJ Moore. Another offense with some uncertainty, but we saw that DJ Moore can still be an explosive player no matter who's throwing him the football. And they're probably going to get themselves a rookie with some high upside. So hopefully we can get DJ Moore, a freaking quarterback that can give him some consistent scoring here. And we're 
not getting the discount that you would think you were going to get on DJ Moore this year. He's going in the fourth round. I would like to get him later, but, you know, people are smart. I also wish we didn't have, like, injury tags on guys unless it was, like, an overly significant injury, like the Calvin Ridley out tag that we're getting on these sites. Not a big fan of, to be perfectly honest. So just to go back to that quarterback point, fourth round, we see Lamar Jackson go. We see Joe Burrow go in the fourth, which I just, I mean, kudos to those of you taking him there. It just, it hurt. It would hurt my soul to take Joe Burrow in the fourth. But he's a guy capable of winning you best ball tournaments. So you're going to have to suck it up probably sometimes and do it. Um, see Herbert and Herbert in the fifth. Yeah, this is that range of running backs that is just so much uncertainty with Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones. That offense is just going to be abysmal. But Aaron Jones should get a healthy share of the work there. But, like, what is that work? All that fun stuff. So I'm going to – we see Mixon go right before us. We saw Calvin Ridley. Jamison Williams go, Aaron Jones go, and we're going to be up right after Felix makes his pick of Christian Kirk. And I'm going to grab Jamar Gibbs again, I think, here. I think that he is just a guy that you are not going to be able to get in the fifth round soon. So he's a guy that I'm going to be attacking in drafts right now, especially if he goes to a to a team that we think he can make a gigantic impact in right away. Uh, I just, I want to grab Gibbs here. We get Ramondre, we get Jamar Gibbs. I am going to cough. So um, I am a respectful host and I will mute my microphone. And that's how you should do it if you're a pro. This is why I'm the best. I have auto pick on. Oh. oh, I gotcha. Thanks, Al. Look at you. You're an absolute legend. Forget about auto picks sometimes as I star off players. Uh, we will be starting. All right, let's go through the team as we've taken five guys already. Now I'm hungry. We have AJ Brown, Jalen Hurts, Ramondre Stevenson, DJ Moore, and Jamar Gibbs. And we'll be coming up on the clock. All right. We do see some tight ends going here. Kelsey went in the first. Mark Andrews in the third. Kittle and Hawkinson both went in the fourth. And in the sixth round, we see Kyle Pitts and Dallas Goddard going. A little bit higher than I thought they'd be going. But that's perfectly fine. Oh, my God. I was going to grab J.K. Dobbins and he gets snagged. Um, What do we want to do here? All right, well, we have A.J. Brown. We have D.J. Moore. Do we want to grab J.S.N. and just just get another rookie? I mean, this is, this is one we want to do. We want to be excited. This is another guy that could be moving up the draft board relatively fast, especially where he gets drafted. Let's do it. Let's grab our third wide receiver. You know, some say the best wide receiver in the draft. Others don't. 
seems like a draft that's not gonna bring a ton of standout guys but you know he could be one of them he's going high enough he's the number one pick off the board and i think we might be pleasantly surprised with some of the wide receivers in this draft to be perfectly honest not a college guy but just based on the limited information that i have i think that we might get some guys that pop really quickly in the nfl and uh he's one of them and we're just gonna be throwing darts at the other ones right that's what we do every year we threw darts at you know sky Moore last year and other guys some of them work out sometimes some don't we were getting george pickens relatively late last year and we saw flashes from him second year from george pickens might be real nice that offense has to be better this year somehow you would hope so it's gonna be tough for them to be worse trevor lawrence in the sixth round I mean, that's the price of doing business right now for these quarterbacks. Kamara, where are you guys going with Kamara? Because I'm not touching him right now. You would think that six-round Kamara is a great value. That lawsuit is looming. It's There's like an indictment. That offense is already bad. I don't think Carr makes them tremendously better if they even get Derek Carr. I don't know. I think I'm out once again on Alvin Kamara, and I want to be in on him. Like, that's a guy I would like to be in on, but I just can't. Evan Ingram is going around round seven right now? Holy moly. I don't think I can press that button. Uh, kudos to you up dog for doing it but i just i cannot i don't know if you're auto drafting probably not but i just don't think i can oh, god damn it no soup for you i was going to be looking at javante williams here james cook in round seven felix spicy very very spicy uh so we do have three wideouts I think I'm only looking to add wideouts or running backs right now. I kind of like Tyler Algier a lot in round seven here. Second year, we saw him start to get more of the workload as the year went on. I think the offense is going to be better than it was last year. And I think his workload is going to go up a bit. I don't think he's going to get a full workload, but let's grab Algier. Let's grab a third Let's have three wide receivers and three running backs. You won't see this too much on Spike Week streams. But again, we're drafting on drafters, cumulative scoring. I enjoy I enjoy the chaos that ensues on that. So we'll get through 10 rounds, and then we'll start giving our team again. Let's see if we like anyone's team here. We have B. Kurt, who started real running back heavy. He has Jonathan. He started from the 12 spot. Jonathan Taylor, Bijan Robinson, Tony Pollard, Lamar Jackson, McLaurin, Kyle Pitts, Jahan Dotson, Rashad Bateman, setting up for that Sam Howell stack. He's got Lamar with Bateman if Lamar stays in. I don't, you know, as a guy that won't be drafting running back, running back, running back a lot, if I am going to do it, I don't hate doing it the way that B. Kurt did it from the 12 spot here. 
especially on drafters. It just it makes more sense in this format to me to do that. Uh, I think Cortland Sutton's an easy smash here at this point. I almost took him last time. So when I was almost going to take him in round seven, why don't we grab him in round eight? Darren Waller is on the board. He's not going to come back to us. I do think that, again, if I'm banking on Rodgers going over to the Raiders, because it just kind of makes sense, although I think he should go to the Jets if he's smart, um, Waller becomes a guy that I'm interested in coming off the injuries. Hopefully he can stay healthy this year. But round eight, Darren Waller, with the upside that he has, might be a place that I'd want to go for tight end occasionally. But we're going to grab Cortland Sutton here. Wow, Daniel Jones is up to an eighth round pick. I mean, I've seen some of this stuff. I've been doing the underdog draft. It's just like we're still processing everything, right? We're still relatively early in draft season, so there's things that are going to just jump out to you almost every time you do these drafts. And you're like, man, Daniel Jones was going so late last year. And I get why he's bumped up the board, but I'm still going from 2022 to 2023 and getting used to these, some of these ADPs that do make sense. It's just, you see him and you're just, you know, you do that famous gift of the, of the blonde guy that looks like the guy from, Oh my God, the dread cat, the dread, dread pirate Roberts. He looks like him and he's just doing the whole oh, God blinking. I can't understand how Kirk Cousins is an eighth round pick, but there he is going in the eighth round. I'm doing like a bit of a William Shatner impression there, talking about the dread pirate Roberts. What's happening right now? It's throwing me so off. I'm mixing up my references, I'm going into different character voices. Jared Goff, ninth round, Daniel Jones. Yeah, these quarterbacks are pushed up. And it's just something. And I just think it's going to continue to happen more. I see, We see over the Rhine, which I'm guessing is Al, double tap quarterback with Jones and Jared Goff. He has Swift for the stack. Easy to stack. Um, Giants in the back end of the draft with that especially if you think Daniel Jones is going to get $100 million a year for five years somehow. Interesting. If you're in the chat, what are your thoughts on like the cumulative scoring stuff? Do you like this as much as you like the underdog? Do you just like having different types of scoring systems to draft on? Do you think it helps you with certain things? We're on the clock, so I'm kind of trailing off over here um we could be looking at brian robinson here i kind of like a darnell mooney comeback over in chicago that offense could definitely should definitely be better this year mooney should be a top target over there we could see him moving up boards i'm gonna grab darnell mooney and take a shot on him in the ninth round Brian Robinson was very close to who I wanted to go with as well. But we grabbed Algier. We have Gibbs, Stevenson. Kind of want to bolster my receiving core a bit. And we'll go over the whole team in a second. I, I like having drafters. I like having the alternative. I like being able to think about things differently as I draft. Because even though 
DK is full point PPR. Underdog is half point. A little different, not crazy different. So drafters comes in and it gives you the chance to like really attack drafting from a different angle. And I think it helps sharpen your mind a little bit. Like, is it going to completely help you with your underdog teams or whatever? Not really, but I just think the being able to think about a team differently helps you overall personally because it forces you to do things and maybe because you're forced to do something like draft a a few more running backs earlier than you would have, especially people that are watching this stream or some of the other early best ball streams. Maybe this helps you like look at pockets of drafts and be like, Oh, you know what? Maybe grabbing a running back here, the type of running back that makes sense, right? You don't want to grab Zeke Elliott, wherever the hell he's going, but some of these, running backs you can probably look at and be like yeah you know what i'll take him like i'm not touching jamal williams in the 10th round here hard pass for me um we are getting uh it's getting kind of gross here with some of these picks we have dawson knox on the board we have cole Komet. Mm, we have a lot of quarterbacks which we do not need (sighs) do we want to bank on another rookie running back let's grab one more rookie running back let's grab uh charbonnet is the way i would assume he says his name i have seen some smarter people than me and dawson hucks was the other guy i was looking at and felix grabs him uh so we'll grab that other we have four running backs now let's run over the team we currently have A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts for that Eagles stack, Ramondre Stevenson, D.J. Moore, uh, Gibbs, J.S.N., Tyler Algier, Corlin Sutton, Darnell Mooney, and Zach Charbonnet. So we're looking at four running backs, five wide receivers. I'm probably going to get fired. Probably going to get fired for drafting so many running backs this early, but it's worth it. It's worth it in this cumulative scoring format. Um, I like I like having the Hurts, A.J. Brown. We were looking at Devontae Adams, but I do like having the Hurts, A.J. Brown stack. Jose is in the chat, and he says that he prefers the cumulative scoring system more. Underdog playoff system is not a true best ball format I am used to. I personally like both, to be honest with you. I like the chaos of the underdog playoff format i like that it shakes up who's got a chance to win because you have to win your pod but i also like that like the team that you drafted it's just as important week one as week 17 on drafters i think it's just like getting your mental state around like what you're drafting and what you're looking for your team to do um which is like just you know a very generic saying but like in terms of drafters you're drafting a little bit safer i would say a lot bit safer maybe and i like drafting for the win on underdog it might be the gambler in me a little bit but it's like yeah everyone's grabbing x player because they think that this player can get through you know but if i'm grabbing christian mccaffrey 
at a 17, 18% clip, I have more of a chance to get the Christian McCaffrey team through, right? Like those are the little edges that I like to look at. And that's probably not going to be a good example. I, I We talked about it the other day. I think McCaffrey might, might flip both Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and go back to the one-on-one by the end of the season. We got to remember who's going to come in and draft during the summer. I know Eric thinks that he's definitely not going to, not going to flip Jefferson, but I think it's a real possibility. So, but stuff like that, I like looking at it like that from that aspect, like what teams can I get through that can make real noise in the playoffs and used to think all that. And then it doesn't matter because then Josh Jacobs is a 75% advance rate guy, which we would have never thought of or whatever he was. And it didn't matter if you had him, he killed all your teams at that point. So it's, I mean, it's all relative basically. Um, do we want to take some more shots at rookies? What do we got at wide receiver here? I do not like taking Zay Jones that early to be perfectly honest. Isaiah Hodgins. Uh, let's grab Josh Downs. Let's get another rookie. Let's get some of these high upside rookies early. Cause I think there's some veterans we can grab later in the draft. I think we are balancing relatively well on our wide receivers. I mean, we have AJ Brown, DJ Moore, JSN, Cortland Sutton, Darnell Mooney, and Downs for wide outs. Um, we have Jose saying, glad he found this channel. Where can I follow your work? Um, follow us over at Spike Week. Follow this channel, of course. You can follow me particularly on Twitter at King Coakley. Maybe I'll throw my tag up here uh but join the discord if you're really looking to talk with other best ball players join the spike week discord there are tons of sickos that are talking best ball every single day a lot of these people that are in the chat al sir Shibi, some of the people you see in this draft as well and uh definitely hop in the discord to talk about it but follow us on spike week follow me at king coakley follow eric bime for I don't remember his stupid Twitter name. It's probably eBime4. Remember, he has a weak immune system. There we go. Look at that. Now you can see my names. Look how look how dashing that looks. Looks amazing. So, as I give my display name, let's kind of look at what's going on. We're going to be on the clock next. See a couple of Moors with Rondell Moore, Sky Moore. We see Michael Gallup, Hunter Renfro, Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool is interesting. I don't know if I want to double dip on this Chicago wide receivers quite yet. But a full year, you know, get traded mid-year last year. The offense wasn't really doing much to begin with. Let's see what we got for everybody, though. Oh, do we want to grab our second quarterback now or do we want to push it? Hmm. Do we think Kareem Hunt can go somewhere and make an impact? That's a question to ask. Um, you know what? I'm going to grab Derek Carr. And I'm going to hate it. 
I already regret this pick. I think I should have taken Kareem Hunt in this spot. We're done at quarterback now, though. We have Hurts. We have Derek Carr. I took Derek Carr because, like, in my brain, I'm still putting him on the Jets. So we can do some backdoor stacking of Derek Carr. It's just when is Derek Carr going to outscore Jalen Hurts? Probably a bad pick. Probably should have grabbed Kareem Hunt here. Kareem Hunt is probably going to go to an offense that is you know, relatively decent. I can't imagine him going to a lowly team. He's a veteran that can do some stuff. Ugh, I don't like the pick. That was a mistake. Derek Carr is probably a mistake. But part of why I draft early is we make our mistakes in February. We allow drafters coming in in June, July, August to make their mistakes then. And we become well-oiled machines. We become Ivan Drago. Right? We are just ready to go at that point. These draft boards also get super gross around this point earlier in drafts. We'll find guys that we like and we'll latch onto them too much as drafts go. It's just, you know, the nature of doing something with so much repetition that Derek Carr pick is going to come back to haunt me. I'm going to be thinking about that all night. God damn it. I hate it. I hate it so much. Accountability. That's what we're looking at here. Accountability for such a shitty pick. When I when you have Jalen Hurts, you did not back him up with Derek Carr, in my opinion. And I did it. Here we are. Eric, if you do want to fire me, this is what it should be for. It should be for this Derek Carr selection. So if you're watching back this stream, 12th round Derek Carr, please write me a strongly worded email. So we will be on the clock in a couple picks. And just to go over like what's on the board right now for all those listening on the audio version, we're seeing guys in the 13th round like Kenny Pickett, Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Love, Jarek McKinnon, Michael Gallup, Gerald Everett. So that's like what we're looking at. Uh, I kind of like Everett here. I think he's a free agent, if I recall. But again, the position is so gross that wherever he lands, I think he can have some, you know, quote unquote, spike weeks. We're not going to be looking to add any quarterbacks. I mean, is it? do you want Gerald Everett or Donta Foreman, especially when I have the four running backs that I have? I'd rather take some shots later. There's some running backs past him that I like a little more. There are some wide receivers that I don't hate, but let's grab Everett. We're going to be grabbing a few tight ends in this draft. We'll start with Everett. That's the way we'll go there. And... um we're going to be getting rid of the quarterback tab on our team right now. Once we have Hertz and Derek Carr, there is no need, in my opinion, to draft a third quarterback. You can almost get away if this wasn't cumulative scoring with just having Jalen Hurts, something I might be doing a little bit more of on underdog, on DK. But because it's cumulative scoring, I do kind of want to get like that limited amount of points that my second quarterback is going to get me. See Damian Harris go 
right after Gerald Everett. I was hoping to get Damian Harris on the comeback and probably be not done at running back, but close to done at running back there. But alas, it does not happen. Um, we'll be coming back up on the clock. See Elijah Mitchell still there. Jerick McKinnon, Devin Singletary. Claypool is still there. Might be thinking about some Chase Claypool. That's a potential way to go. I'm not as out on the Bears as I was last year. Bears were such an interesting situation last year where you had Justin Fields just crushing into fantasy and all of his weapons relatively busted. Justin Fields was just running for 150 yards and freaking two touchdowns a game that felt like most of the time, putting up 40, and then just no one's getting there with him. Uh, you know, Komet had a game or two here or there, but it's not like a team that you were like, yep, needed all these bears. You could have just, you know, if you were playing DFS, rode, rode him completely naked. All right. So for me, it's Chase Claypool. It's Hayden Hurst. And I just this this wide receiver situation is starting to dry up. Like we're seeing Adam Thielen, Wandale Robinson, MVS, Curtis Samuel, some other guys that we're not going to mention at this point in time. All right, let's go over the team. Uh, we've been doing it per draft position. Let's do it per position right now. At quarterback, we have Jalen Hurts and Derek Carr. At running back, we have Ramondre Stevenson, uh, Gibbs, Tyler Algier, Charbonnet. So two rookies, two uh, – Algier's coming to his second year. We'll call him a quote-unquote vet. And at wide receiver, we have A.J. Brown, D.J. Moore, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, Cortland Sutton, Darnell Mooney, Downs, Chase Claypool, and Gerald Everett. Don't hate the team. Hate that Derek Carr pick. God damn it. Like, what? Uh, see, that's why I needed Eric here, just for that one round. Just to tell me, we're not taking Derek Carr here, you idiot. Where were you? Sick? Buying for? How dare you? How dare you leave me here to draft Derek Carr? Like an absolute noob. What an absolute disaster that pick was. And chat. How did you let me draft Derek Carr there? Explain yourselves. I guess I really am dead money. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. I've got Hayden Hurst starred here, so everyone that's watching can just take the players that I want. Oh, my God, Shahid goes. God damn it, Al. Al, is that you? I'm guessing that's you. It has to be you. Was really hoping for Shahid to fall back. Um, that might be one of the players that I help push up the board, and I just take picks above his ADP, grab him. Rashid Shahid in the fourteenth round just feels like a slam dunk right now. To be perfectly honest, that's a guy I want in the in the in the thirteenth, fourteenth round. Just. We're talking about some of these guys that are just like feel dead to the world. And 
you know, Shahid might just be a bust. He might have just been a late season like guy that popped, but I don't know. I'd rather take a shot at the guy with that huge upside, young guy, second year in the league, than a guy like Adam Thielen or anything like that. All right, so we see Nico go. Shocker, Felix grabs Nico Collins. Um, Where do we want to go here? We're going to be grabbing quite a few tight ends. Do we want to – let's play the game of – let's play this game and grab Mike Gusecki, who's going to be a free agent, probably moving teams. Let's hope he goes to a team. Maybe he goes over to the Chargers. Maybe he – goes to a big contender and you know he's going to go to a team that's going to utilize him quite a bit more than Miami did 15th rounder him Everett maybe grab a couple I mean I'm not opposed to getting four tight ends 20 rounds in this we might grab a few more and just play you know pick a tight end for the week grab some points from all of them here and there something that I'm interested in doing this year See Samaji P. Ryan go in the 15th round. I think that's a great value. We've been talking about Mixon and how he could be a cap casualty. He could be out of Cincinnati this year. And that could give P. Ryan quite a bit of work. We saw him taking a lot of the work over last year towards the end of the season and the playoffs. Don't hate getting P. Ryan in the 15th round. Another guy that could just like shoot up the board a bit. I'm not going to say like anything crazy, but. You, would you be shocked if you see 11th round Samaji P ride in a few months? It is Al at the 101. Great pick. Rashid Shahid is, I think he's the best pick in these best ball drafts right now, just based on ADP and everything. Like, it just, it feels like such a smash spot. And I'm not even, like I've said earlier, I'm not big on the Saints offense, but. They do get a quarterback. There is a chance to, I mean, Dalton just sucks so bad, right? Why were we playing Andy Dalton? But you get Olave, you get Rashid Shahid. If Alvin Kamara doesn't get, I mean, there is outs for this offense to be a lot of fun this year. I'm not writing them off completely. We do want to see who goes there. And I might have been able to get a Derek Carr, Rashid Shahid stack. So maybe that was a mistake if he does end up going to the Saints. Definitely something that you should be looking at in terms of Derek Carr. Like he's been the only quarterback linked to the Saints in free agency that I've seen so far. I'm sure the chat will yell at me and say, actually, actually, didn't you see that Marcus Mariota walked all the way from Atlanta to New Orleans and he's probably going to be the starter this year? All right. All right, we need another RB. We need more tight ends. We can always use more wide receivers. We're going to grab another rookie. Let's grab Taji Spears. I really want to grab Tank Bigsby because is there a better name in the draft than Tank Bigsby? I don't think so. Tajay Spears is close, though. Uh, we are gambling pretty big with rookie running backs here with Gibbs, Charbonnet, and Spears. It's a big gamble. I probably still want to add a veteran guy 
that might grind out some points early in the season. But that might be hedging too much as well. We'll see what's available as we draft. If uh, two of these rookies hit, though, Gibbs, I think, is almost like a smash to hit. I uh, I don't hate it. I, hate, I like Algier a lot this year as well. We do see in the chat people saying that they like cumulative as well because it's more projectable. I totally understand that. Not against that at all. I do think it's more projectable. As, I mean, it's clearly more projectable. You don't get the chaos of the pods. I I just really like I like both. I like I like the safety of the cumulative, and I like the chaos of the the pods for the playoffs. I think it it adds it shakes it up for teams. Like the teams you see in the finals of the underdog ones are fun. And you're still you still have different pieces in cumulative that you're looking and rooting for as well. It's just I, th- I think they're both great formats. I think players mattering as much in week 17 as they do in week one and vice versa is is great. I just like that there's options. It's great that best ball is not just one thing. It's more than one thing, and it lets you lets you solve a puzzle in different ways. And I think that anyone that plays best ball likes some sort of puzzles, and that's the way I always approach it. It's why I was attracted to poker when I was younger. Poker was a puzzle. How do I complete this puzzle? How do I tell this story? I also like telling stories. We're telling stories when we're making a roster. When you're grabbing Derek Carr in the mid rounds, you're fucking up your second act. <laughs> like it's just what you're doing. The, it's the second act of your story it gets real shaky. And now you better nail that third act and that ending better be amazing because you've really lost your audience by grabbing Derek Carr. Nobody wants to hear the rest of the story, but here we are. We're still going to tell it. Um, so we see guys like Daniel Bellinger, Kate Otten, McCall Hardman, Jimmy Garoppolo goes. I will address your comments after we get our next pick, Jose. Um, and I think you gave me the perfect out to address that as well. So we see Brock Purdy go on the 17th round. Interesting. Yeah, we're just throwing things at the wall here at this point. Oh, Slayton, that was a fun pick. I like that. Nice, nice pick there. Uh, We're going to grab Zamir White, a guy we were talking about on the stream the other day. Look, Josh Jacob probably comes back to the Raiders. He's probably the starter there. He probably gets the workload. But there is an off chance that he leaves. And we saw Zamir White start to get some carries a little bit towards the end. Jose said that the problem with underdog is that the best team doesn't win. If you're in the playoffs in underdog and you have a bad week, you lose. Yeah, but that's like part of the chaos that I like. And you say that you love poker too, which is great. And... My response is, in poker, the best hand doesn't always win. You're playing your strategy based on the type of hand you want. So, you know, are you playing 6-7 suited early position? No, but you're playing it late and you're attacking poker with that strategy 
of like this isn't the best hand but it gives me outs to win on the river and the playoffs are the river we're we're trying to get to the river with unique combinations and i guess not surprise our opponents as much but yeah surprise somebody show up with a team that nobody expects and you can win it's not a perfect one for one comparison but again we're trying to find ways to build teams that are going to be different and unique and where we can ship the money by being unique I think that both ways are perfectly fine. And I understand if you don't like the pod system, like Eric's and Eric B's in chat saying he doesn't like the pod systems. They're so small and it's too much luck. That said, I'm still drafting a ton of big boards. I understand not liking that system completely. You know, it's tomato, tomato. Like what do you like versus what you don't like? I don't think the tomato, tomato comparison makes sense. That's just doing the same thing and saying it different ways. Right. We're still in early season form. It's February 23rd, people. And I'm drafting a best ball team. I'm trying to come up with... I'm just going to pause for a second because we are on the clock. And we're going to see what we want to do here. Um, We were talking about this New Orleans. Do we want to grab John? John Johnson? Let's grab Jawan Johnson, uh, kind of like Isaiah McKenzie. Um, I'm going to grab Isaiah McKenzie. Maybe he carves out a... I know he was like losing some of the work towards the end of the year, but let's get a Buffalo piece. Let's grab one more wide out. That gives us, what, two, four, six, eight wide outs right now. I like that. We have six QBs. 18th so we can smash tight end in the 19th and 20th round probably what we're going to do um questions about players i don't see him in the player pool felix to be honest maybe i missed him but i don't see him maybe he's not in the player pool so yeah, I'm not making perfect uh, analogies over here in February, but you know we get stronger throughout the season over here at Spike Week. Buy for better get stronger. That immune system better freaking. He better get that under control. Is what I would say to Eric Buy for making me draft Derek Carr because he wasn't here to be my security blanket to be like, hey, idiot. Maybe don't draft Derek Carr right now, dummy. In the end, I blame all my mistakes on Eric Bime for, is what I'm saying. And Derek Carr. Every life mistake I've ever made from the age of three. It's been Derek Carr's fault. I stick by that. And you can let him know. If you ever go to like an autograph signing with Derek Carr, be like, hey, you're a pretty okay NFL quarterback and you've ruined rob's life on more than one occasion and we just wanted you to know that so please make sure you pass that message along to Derek carr as you meet him and get an autograph that's going to sell for nothing sorry Derek carr really trashing on Derek Derek carr today we uh we think he'll get over it with his millions of dollars also Derek carr looks like the angry orange I don't know if you guys remember the Angry Orange, but Derek Carr looks exactly like the Angry Orange. 
So we are coming up on our 19th round pick. We'll go, we'll grab our Lex two picks. We'll go over our team. Um, I don't think I need to roast it anymore with the Derek Carr selection. Probably should have grabbed. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have. We'll see what's left. We'll see what we got going on here. We're almost on the clock. My dog is ready to go OUT. So we'll be wrapping this up after this draft. Thanks for joining. If you're watching and you join the draft, thanks for joining. Thanks for drafting. Hopefully you are having fun. That is uh, as much as we like to be informative here and talk strategy and offer tools to help you in your best ball season. We like to have fun too. We don't just want to throw stats in your earballs constantly. We are on the clock. I need to see what we have available for tight ends. Um, not a lot of good stuff here. You know what? Let's grab. Let's grab. Let's grab Kincaid. And then I know what I want to do in the 20th round. We're going to. We're going to take a real shot in the 20th. But yeah, we are not just about throwing stats in your ear. Look, plenty of people do that really well. I am friends with a lot of people that do that really well. Uh, but I like to have fun. I like to mix it up a little bit. And some people just like stats drilled into their brain. And there's days that I like that as well, but we like to do kind of both here on this particular channel. We like fun. We like stats. We like winning money. Silas won $75,000. And he has given me none of it so far. Also, I tried to get Silas on the show tonight, and he big-timed me. Silas said he had to go to a wedding food tasting. Like his marriage is more important than drafting a best ball team in February. Um, clearly priorities are not in order for Silas and he needs to think about if he wants to draft a $5 best ball team on drafters on stream with me or be in love for the rest of his life. And I think the choice is pretty obvious. I think you choose drafting a team every time we can win, like probably $10 with this team that we drafted. Maybe, maybe we double our money. I am ready to light some money on fire in this 20th round. Absolutely incinerate it. That's my plan. Actually, I'm not going to incinerate it. I am going to grab the best tight end in the entire football league who is going to have more opportunity last year. And if T. Cripe 30 decides to grab him, I will fight him to the death. Probably. All right, last pick coming up. Let's get Noah Gray from the Kansas City Chiefs. We did talk earlier about how Travis Kelsey's getting older. Let's take a shot here with Noah Gray. And we are. 
We are done. Let's go over the team. We have Jalen Hurts and Derek Carr at quarterback. Kind of gross on that second QB. We went with Ramondre Stevenson, Jameer Gibbs, Tyler Algier, Zach Charbonnet, Taiji Spears, Zamir White for our running backs. Then we have A.J. Brown, D.J. Moore, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. I still don't know how to say his name yet. Cortland Sutton, Darnell Mooney, Josh Downs, Chase Claypool, Isaiah McKenzie at wideout. And at tight end, we have the ultimate hodgepodge of Gerald Everett, Mike Kosicki, Dalton Kincaid, and Noah Gray. Um, if anyone wants to go over their team, we can do that real quick. I'd like to get out of here in a few minutes, but if you're out there and you want your team read out, potentially roasted, can you not keep doing this, drafters? Let's relax. Let's calm down. Look at this. That's all right. I, I know who I drafted. Let's look at this board. Uh, let's look at the one-on-one. As we know, Al was in the chat, and we'll look at Felix's team. So Al went with Jamar Chase, Kenneth Walker, DK Metcalf, Christian Watson, DeAndre Swift, Traylon Burks. Burks is a guy I keep forgetting about, to be honest with you. Six-round Burks might be fun. George Pickens, Daniel Jones, Jared Goff, Kenneth Gainwell. I like the Gainwell pick. I don't know what's going to happen with Miles Sanders. I need to see what his contract is. Um, Elijah Moore. Um, I don't know how to say his name. A chain, the rookie coming up. We have Bryce Young at quarterback. Mayer, so he's got his rookies like right in the middle of the draft here. Not bad. Rashid Shahid, Miller, Daniel Bellinger, Jelani Woods, Danny McBride. I don't care that his name's not Danny McBride. I'm calling him. And Josh Kelly. I like the team. It's it's a pretty solid running back room with what you did, and then you got your rookies as well, so you can take your shots with an established core. Um, let's look at Felix's team, and then we will get out of here. Felix went with Tyreek Hill, Josh Allen, Mark Andrews, Mike Williams, Christian Kirk, Gabe Davis, James Cook, which I found was an interesting pick in the seventh round, um, Rashad White, Khalil Herbert, Dawson Knox, Boutte, Madison, Pickett, MVS, Nico, Tank Bigsby, fun name, Darius Slayton, uh, Rice, Vaughn, and Johnson. I like the team. It's it, these are it's just so hard to say that you love a team right now because you're still trying to process ADP and everything and switching over to drafters, but it was fun to do this drafters draft. I hope everyone else enjoyed it. We'll be doing more drafts. We'll be drafting all the time. Myself, Eric Bynfor, we'll be bringing guests on, drafting teams, uh, eventually awarding this championship belt to Pat Corain and putting up a new one and talking about this year's Royal Rumble. But that's a few months away. Anyways, for everyone that joined us, I am your host, Rob Coakley. We were missing the other host, Eric Bynfor, but it's fine because I'm here. And we will catch you next time. Peace.